Hey, what's up, guys? Joe here. Um, this is going to be our last episode of the 2020-2021 NHL season, and we recorded it in two parts. Uh, we did the first half about three weeks ago when there wasn't much going on in the hockey world. Um, Kod Kanyemi hadn't even been talked about yet in regards to a contract, and we did about 20 minutes then, and... Must have uh, must have got a little too stoned and kind of forgot to come back to it. But uh, we just recorded the second half on Saturday. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be our last one of the season. But um, October 9th, we're getting back together and we're going to do our predictions for the upcoming season for 2021 and 2022. So thanks for listening and enjoy. What's up, Al? Hey, buddy. How you been? I've been good. It's been a while. Happy uh, day. Happy day. I'm on the waters right now, but uh, you fucking get into it, bud. Ow! We are back. We're back after our summer hi- hiatus. Yeah. Hi- hiatus. Yeah. Hiatus. Hiatus. Yeah. I uh, last time we were here. We had Alex and Jamie over, and we were talking about uh, the playoffs because it was right before the playoffs started. We were also hammered. Yeah, we got so drunk that day. I think I smoked too much weed. I ate some edibles. You were on the edibles uh, that day? Yeah, I ate some edibles. It was all those jack shots we did. Yeah, because you bought Jamie a bottle. For his birthday. For his birthday. And uh, that's what happened. (laughs) We all all pulled from it. I fucking threw up so much that night. You did? (laughs) I legit, I slept in the bathroom. I have a video. (laughs) (laughs) So what's going on? Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Coast to Coast Hockey Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, There's not much going on in the world of uh, Chell these days. Like the the video game World of Chell? No. Oh, okay. Like the actual world of the NHL. Ah, yeah. Um, We play a lot of World of Chell. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I thought we'd check in. Talk about the upcoming season and what to expect from us. Uh, my name is Joe Soulier, and with me as always is Al. Uh, Al. Al Wade. Al Wade. Is that what you're you're going by, Al Wade, or just just Al? Just Al. You want to just be Al? Yeah. I okay, mean, so I got some things coming up in the pike pike line. Pike line. Pike line or pipe pike line. Pipeline. 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 Yeah. Um, and so we'll drop the last name after this. Yeah. It'll be. Give me another month. I'm gonna leave it in this one. But going on forward, no more last name for Al. No, so just Al. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're just kind of taking, like, some footnotes this summer of what's going on. Uh, yeah. What has uh, been going on? Well, I mean, if we're going to start on one coast or the other, let's start here in Vancouver. West Coast. West Coast. I hear it's the best coast. I don't know, man. That's what people it's say. kind of like I was born and raised here, but I'm kind of like, it's beautiful, but it's, it's getting a <laughs> it's little so weird. It's beautiful here. It's getting a little weird. It is getting pretty weird. It's Pretty pricey too. I just think it might just be the city that's getting weird. I'm not convinced. I think so, yeah. I'm not convinced that all of the West Coast is weird. Dude, I'm not a big Prince George guy, but when I look at housing and like just kind of the lifestyle up there, I'd move to Prince George. I've never been to Prince George. Besides like the big sulfur pile you see when you start <laughs> driving towards it. Yeah, but you see that when you look out to North Van from here. True. Big true. yellow sulfur yeah, pile. But, yeah, we gotta have sulfur. What does sulfur do? Just smells. <laughs> <laughs> what purpose does it serve for us? They, uh, you know, they put it in like 
wagons and shit. Wagons? Like old wagons. Puts... Why do we have <laughs> so many old wagons that we need to keep a pile of sulfur? You know, just back to gold on a rush buoy still, right? in the fucking bay. People want to cosplay, you know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm thinking, uh, you know, I'm thinking Vancouver Canucks and. Listen, the Oliver Ackman Larson Garland for our first round pick, and then our whole love slew it. of bums. I love, love it. Love it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, love it. But we needed cap space. Yeah, we we alleviated ourselves of that cap space with Erickson, Roussel, and Beagle. But that's a pretty good cap dump. No, get for sure. Three yeah, yeah. Shitty now, contracts. We missed out on Dylan Gen- Gunther. I th- I think he's gonna be a sick, pretty sick sniper. But maybe he's, maybe he's already got a complex. He looked pretty pissed off to be getting drafted you, to Arizona. You guys are kind of not really in a develop, draft well and develop people right now. No. Prospect. You have arguably five people that are entering their prime that, are, that you want to be your core. And so you need supporting cast around that. You can't be drafting people to build teams around. Well, yeah, but we have. But now with that, and we still had to sign Garland. Dickinson, I love that trade. Uh, t- you know, I don't really b- know bottom him. nine player. I don't, I don't really know him too well. I can't ever think of him playing top nine player. Maybe, maybe like bottom six, <laughs> <laughs> like a third line center. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay, but I haven't seen him play a lot either. But from a few YouTube clips I watched, guy's just like a grinder basically. So you guys, you guys got OEL, which I just think nobody, nobody is giving that enough credit because OEL is an elite. Top yeah. two defenseman. He played in Arizona his whole career. Yeah, dude, he's gonna he's gonna be the fucking the O'Reilly where he leaves the fucking shit team and just goes and blows it up. Think so, eh? Yeah, dude. I think I think Vancouver did a really good thing in him and and Carl Carter Garland was the second or the first best player if it wasn't him and OEL on Arizona last year. Let's see. They had to give Garland five mil just recently, so now you only have sixteen mil roughly, I believe in cap space left to sign both Pedersen and Quinn Hughes. Should be able to sign both Pedersen and Quinn Hughes. They're going to take 8 mil each. Yeah, right, bro. Pedersen look- hasn't earned anything more than a session cost. Pedersen's deal. looking for 10 and I think uh Quinn's looking for probably 10 or 11. Well, then uh it's going to suck because I would not pay either of them that. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> especially I- with a flat cap for the next 3 years, like if these guys are team guys, we're not even team guys, but they're young still. They haven't earned the big contract. Yeah, they're only 22. So, like, or yeah. Or 22 and 21. So take a bridge deal for, like, a, do, like, a 6 by 4 maybe, and then sign a big one later. You can't just be handcuffing your teams, like, like the way these young people are doing it and then expect to win a cup soon. David and Dreisaitl both take, like, $10 million, and there's no money left for the rest of the team. David's 12. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think Dreisaitl's 10. Look at Toronto. They're a joke, because all they want to do is throw fucking $10 million at every fucking star that they get when you can't build a team around that. And so if Pedersen and fucking Quinn Hughes both want $10 million, well, then they might be able to get it, but then they're going to be on a shit team, and they won't win. Yeah. That's basically how it is. Yeah, well, you have to take the Tampa approach, right? I think Hughes will take a team-friendly deal. Take, he'll take an 8.5 or something? I think he'll probably take a 7. Really, yeah? I think he'll take like a 7 by 5 or something What about something two like bridge that. deals? Well, he'll take a bridge deal on his next one, for yeah. sure. I think he would. But do and, you think, and this has been speculated since his younger brother, Luke, got drafted you know, a month ago, but do you think he secretly like 
kind of wants to go back east and go play with his brothers. And go play on New Jersey? No. New Jersey, yeah. I no. do not think he wants to go play on New Jersey. No, because he looked pretty jealous there when <laughs> he was sitting on the couch and Jack was flipping out. And Yeah. Yeah, he looked pretty jealous. I mean... Were you going to have three fucking string beans out there <laughs> on the same team, right? I don't think... You're going to get dummied. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Luke Hughes is like 6'2". He's, he's a big boy, but the other two are uh, pretty tiny guys. I think Quinn, I think Quinn Hughes uh, would like They're to play size. with his brothers, but at the same time, I think he'd rather win the Stanley Cup. And I think the Vancouver Canucks are way closer to winning a Stanley Cup than the New Bro, Jersey Devils. New Jersey Devils just are. signed Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> so, I don't know if you know who he is. They also have Subban. They have <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah. no goaltenders. You know, bro, they got Corey New Jersey Schneider. finished bottom of the fucking tank last year. Yep, they're not going to be good for at least three years. They got Alexander Holtz. He's here. Is yeah, they got way overpaid and overrated. They got Sveverson. Svever. Yeah. Sveverson. And maybe all these guys are going to be good, but right now the team is fucking yeah, dog no, shit. they're probably like four years away. As statistics say, this team is not good right now. Why would you leave a team that is on the verge of making Because he know, gets to play with his brother. Competitive man. playoff runs. He gets to live his childhood dreams so, back in the toy box. Dude, you know? people don't care about that. They want to win cups. If they don't want to win yeah, cups. They're in the fucking wrong business. So here's what I kind of hope, because I like Quinn. I think he's a great fucking offensive defenseman. And, you know, he's a power play quarterback type you want on your team, right? It's kind of like Brent Clark of L.A. who just got drafted this year. Like, he is going to be feeding guys like Byfield, Alex Turcott, um, the other guy. <laughs> you know, He's going to be feeding pucks on that offensive. In two to three years. Yeah, Brent Clark's probably <laughs> two or three years away, especially as a defenseman. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is that I hope we keep Quinn. I want a guy that moves the puck. But Pedersen, man, I just believe that, and this is no knock on uh, on Swedish guys, but like I just when a kid, I once it was it was it Rafi Torres or whoever it was just picked him up and choke slammed him in his first year, <laughs> and he was out with a concussion for it two weeks. I don't think it was. It Rafi wasn't Rafi Torres, Torres, but it was somebody else. I think it was uh, was it Brandon Mitt? No, was it that was the McDavid guy? But he, he picked like he picked up like he picked up uh, Pedersen. It was Matheson. That's right. It, it was Matheson. Picked from, up Pedersen. Yeah. Yeah. Picked him up like he was fucking Kane, and just choke slammed him to the ground, fire and brimstone and shit. It was crazy. But uh, and then now he's got the wrist injury and he just he's fall. Every time you watch Pedersen, he's falling over the puck. I mean, I love the guy. He's got a wicked wrist shot. Do you remember when him shot. and Kotkaniemi but... got tangled up? And it was like a total accident. Like, Kotkaniemi didn't pull him down or anything, but they tripped up on each other. Yeah, that's right. The and he went down. He was out for yeah. like two months, wasn't he? I don't even know. Probably. But fucking, it's just like, don't get me wrong. I love Pedersen. I respect the guy. You know, he's he, he's our uh, first Calder winner and fucking who knows how long. But, you know, I just, I, I, I think he's made of glass. I kind of do. Here's what I'm saying. So if we if they if, sorry, but if we get if we get offer sheeted, if we get three first round is draft picks, is it offer picks, sheeted or offer shot? If we get an offer shot, because <laughs> <laughs> is it a shot? It's a shot at three first round picks, depending on the salary, right? Yeah, It'd probably be, they they report around three first round dra- mm-hmm. draft picks, probably about nine million overall nine million deal million overall deal, right? Yeah. So I'll take three first round draft picks. If the guy's going to, you know, sure, he'll light it up here and there, but come playoffs, if the guy just gets dummied and when the refs put their whistles away, I don't want him on my team. Well, you want him on your team because he's going to get you goals and score points, but you need to build people around him. You can't expect one guy to be able to take and throw hits, 
score pucks or score goals. Sure. No, I understand. Pass yeah. the puck. Like, there's not that many all-around players. So you need these key guys that are going to get into those spots and get those nice plays and nice goals, but then you have to build people around them. And Vancouver, they just they thought they were doing that with certain players a couple of years ago. Didn't work out because it's the Connor McDavid effect where they can't the, – the guy is too skilled – and he's too fast that the people that they're getting to like protect them and kind of be a bit more muscle around him, they're not being able to keep up in they're the play. Too slow. <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening here. It's the same thing with yeah. Connor McDavid. Who's helping him? There's no one. They tried Lucic, failed. Yeah. You know, it's that whole Cassian. thing. But I think, you know, with OEL playing with Hughes, who's Hughes been able to play with to develop off of? Well, Brandon, or was it Chris Tanev? Chris Tanev. Come on. Chris Tanev. But that gonna... almost won him a Calder that year. His, par- his partner sure. almost won him a Calder. And imagine if someone like OEL steps in who's way better than Chris imagine Tanev. Imagine if Benig didn't get rid of Tanev and we could have kept him as a def- – he only, they only signed him for – Calgary only signed him for $4 million. Yeah, well – We could have we could have afforded they, that. No, you wouldn't have because then you have Vancouver? $12 million to sign Patterson. Bro, we traded for Schmidt a day later who had 5.3 or something. I don't think he was making 5.3. No, a... Schmidt was a 5. No. Oh, yeah. He was making like 2 or 3. Google it, cap friendly it, whatever you want to do. Hockey DB. Nate Schmidt. Nate Schmidt. And then search Tanev after because it was a total fucking... It was perfect. Like, you know, sign sign a guy that you drafted, kept in your system. You know, the guy was there when Luke Bourdon fucking drove his motorcycle into a fucking cliff. It's like, you keep a guy like that at $4 million who got... Who is giving you, you know, defensive fucking... Uh, score points or what? I can't even fucking talk right now. But <laughs> you keep a guy like that in your system, yeah. Especially if he got you, if he got Quinn Hughes, to, you know, to Calder level. He was only a few points behind McCarr that year. So I don't know how to find his last contract. His last contract, his current contract. No, he just resigned with Vegas. No, he didn't. He just he just got traded to Winnipeg. Type Nate Schmidt Winnipeg, or just type Nate Schmidt in Hockey DB, or Cap Friendly. That's the that's the website. Cap Friendly. Look, Schmidt has five seasons remaining on a six-year contract he signed with the Golden Knights on October twenty-fifth, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, so what I'm saying is they got rid of Tanev. Apparently, Benning didn't bad. even Benning didn't even offer sheet or not offer sheet him. Ask him for a contract. Ask if he wanted a contract. Mm. He was fine with letting Tanev go. Well, that's basically what he did to Tyler Toffoli as well. And Toffoli as well. Yeah, don't even get me started so that's on That's what this. I'm saying. It's like it's like your GM is the fucking wrong one here and making mistakes. Like you of have course, good yeah. players and you can't expect your good players to, to do everything. And your GM is just making dog shit decisions. Because look at all the good players he has. He has those good players because he was such a bad GM in the past. And he was able to get these good players with high draft picks. So you're saying that with... Um, He's being gifted players, and he doesn't know how to build a team around them. Of course. But now what I'm, what I'm saying is with, with these players we now have in Ekman, Larson, Dickinson, and Garland, are you saying that the Svechnikov contract and the Sean Couturier contract of 8 mil times 8 years is the benchmark right now for these Shreshkov guys? Svechnikov was 7 by 8. Seven, 7 mil by 8 years? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a decent tri- uh, or contract. Or 7.5. I thought they were both 8 by 8, no? No. I think you're losing it, man. I think uh, the Alzheimer's is starting to kick in. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. 
What do you mean it's been a while? The, con- the contracts were just fucking well, released two days well, ago. Well, it's the summer, you know. It's <laughs> fucking, you know, off season. It's I got some stuff going on. I can't, I'm not always paying attention too much. Um, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's see here. You're looking at Svechny? Yeah, 7.75. Okay. So round up. Until round up to 28, eight. 28, 29. Imagine that, eh? Twenty two. You got you got that much security so and that much that? wealth eight, till twenty twenty eight. Eight years, valued at sixty two million. Okay, and and Couturier was how much? C O U. No. He can spell. He can spell, folks. He just signed. He just signed. Eight mils, eight, eight mils, eight years, eight mil, eight years, sixty-two. The same contract. Oh, sorry, no. So eight times eight is sixty-eight. So yeah, you're right. It's like the same contract. So, what so yeah, I, I read it wrong. My fault, everybody. Joe was right. He's yeah, awesome. Yeah, they have the exact same contract. Seven point seven five for eight years. So that's the benchmark for Quinn and Pedersen then. Because they, because um, these are current deals that just happened. So if, well, Quinn's different because he's a defenseman. True. So, I mean, the current signings for defenseman is like nine mil times seven at least. What, what did McCart just take? He took nine point six or that's something right, like that. That's right. Seth so Jones yeah. took like nine. Back to 5. my original argument where I'm right. Quinn wants ten. Mm. He wants nine point eight. He wants nine whatever. Right. Yeah. Pedersen. You know what did Eichel get? Twelve mil. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, Pedersen wants 10. No problem. But, hey, what do I know? Just a part-time virologist. You, you don't know? fucking know. Just a part-time virologist. <laughs> <laughs> I do biology as a hobby. <laughs> I go on YouTube and I check out virology videos, so I'm... Well, I hope that they don't ask for that because I don't think either of them deserve that type of contract. Dude, they're I think looking Seth at Vancouver Jones prices is, I think right Seth now. Jones is better than fucking Quinn Hughes. Sethy, yeah. Right now. And uh, I think Chicago's going to be dope next but year. But Svechnikov being better than Pedersen, I don't know about that. No, Pedersen's better. Yeah. N- not by a ton because we've 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 seen a so an injury could, stricken season. So you could season, probably right? give them the same contract. So you give yeah. Pedersen 7.5. Yeah. And you give Quinn Hughes, eight. Right. That's less than what you have in cap space. Well, and Horvat's coming up, too, because he only signed a five-year deal, mm. like, four years ago or whatever it was. Mm. So they got Horvat. No, sorry, they have Besser coming up. Mm. That's who it is. Because yeah. Besser signed a bridge contract of two years. Right. So he's going to want seven. Yeah. Right? So I don't know what Benning's doing, man. I just I just giggle like everything else in life right now. I just fucking giggle <laughs> and watch everything unfold. But uh, I, I hope my Canucks... You know, the reason why I get all bent out of shape about guys made of glass in the playoffs and stuff is because I watched Boston dummy my team 10 years ago. And for me, you know, I just want a bunch of guys that go out there and lay some hits. I don't want these little fucking worms running out there getting smashed into the boards and getting injured. It's like when the refs put their whistles away, man, you need a team that, I mean, Tampa's a little different because they're they're a fast team. They pass really well. They're not all bruisers, but so let's say you're the Canucks guy, you're the GM, right? And you yeah. you get a an opportunity to trade one of your blue chip 
contracts that you have right now. Not blue chip contracts, but blue chip players. So okay. your Hughes, your Pedersen, your Bova, uh, Horvat, my, your Besser, my your uh, fucking OEL, your Connor Garland. That's Pedersen. So you're trading Pedersen, yeah. okay? Who's he? Where's he going and for what? What do you question, want back man. for him? It's a good question. What do you want back for a Pedersen? Because if well, you're just getting got... a first-round pick back, no, then no. that's then you're just it's nothing. You have to get what you're talking about, guys, to surround those other guys. Yeah, I mean, we're thinking about that, man. Whoo, got me going <laughs> now. But like, I would take a Barkov. You're not. You're not getting Barkov for Pedersen. Why not? That's never gonna happen. No, Barkov's better. Way better. Way better. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to give Pedersen and like older, a round though. one for Barkov's, Barkov. Barkov's three three years older. He's done a lot more. He has, yeah. <laughs> and he's like pretty, pretty awesome, like two way guy too. Yeah, yeah. Like he's actually defensive. So awesome. if you're trading Pedersen, you're getting like not. You're getting like okay, a, so you're getting like a middle tier prospect, an NHL ready player, and a pick. Here's what I want from. Here's what I want. I want. Trevor Zegras, or I want out of Vegas. I want Peyton Krebs. So you're not trying to help your other players. You're just trying to rebuild off of a Pedersen. I'm all about, dude. We have no. You're just talking besides about... besides Pod Colson, who might even be bust. He's a Russian guy. Might even just fuck off. Like who knows what's so, gonna happen. So right? why are you trying to trade a guy who you're saying was considered to be a star at one point, who's you don't think is panning out? Why would you trade him for another potential person who could be a star one day that might not well, pan Z-Grass out? Will don't be you want to trade him for like someone who's like uh, secondary scoring or like a middle middle of the of well, the lineup I, player? That's what I meant to say. Trevor Pay- Zegers is not that person. Trevor Zegers is 20, 19 years old, and he's a prospect. But he's going to be a going to be maybe he's be you a don't know that C. you don't know that dude. Have you seen that guy play? Still, he was. He was still, going, they he said was... that about Pedersen. You don't know what you're doing either. You're not a good GM. <laughs> you're garbage. You, know you my... would be terrible. <laughs> you know how much fucking chill I play? <laughs> you, you're just saying. But my, hey, you're dude, I've won three back-to-back cups with my Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> you're all right, such a douche. I got Dylan Gunther. I've got Shane Wright. I've got. <laughs> Fucking um, Zgrass. I've got Krebs. But I what got... you're saying contradicts what you're saying. You're saying you need players to build up and, and be beefy and lay hits and get some secondary scoring. Yeah. And then you're like, so I would trade my blue chip that could bring in a couple of those type of players but do you, for someone who isn't that player you and know who, just a potential another person. Do you know who Peyton Krebs is, though? <laughs> okay, I'm not even talking That boy either. throws the body. <laughs> that boy throws the body. So like I was trying to say, Peyton Krebs, a first and a second from Vegas. That's what who I would trade for. Okay, you never get that deal for one. Why and not? that would never Vegas, and that and that also would make your team worse. Vegas's first round pick is that would make be, you, that would make your a, team worse. Yeah, but in a couple of years, maybe when you not. lose Besser, dude, and I'm, when you lose OEL, here's me, and when you lose here's the Pedersen other person, in three years with a no, broken wrist. You want home. to trade Pedersen so that you can get players to help you right now. You're not rebuilding right now. You have too but many good players. But I want to rebuild players. again. I want to. Like, I want to do like a mid rebuild. Well, then you're dumb. <laughs> I want to do what Chicago did. Take a year, two, maybe two years. He won three cups. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we're not gonna win <laughs> if we don't trade away Pedersen. I'll, you know. No, I'll listen. Love you, I'm, but I'm you a, have no idea. I'm what a Pedersen guy, about. but as a Vancouver Canuck fan, man, and our city riots every ten years and shit. I I just don't want to see guys getting dummied in the playoffs. I'm sorry. 
So for me, Pedersen. When was the last time you were even in the playoffs? Exactly, 2015. <laughs> Or no, well, last year the the bubble, <laughs> but um, I just I I have this thing where I don't want to see guys falling over all the time. And Pedersen, I'm sorry, you watch him play; he's a great player, a great fucking shot, great offensive player. But if you fucking if you just brush up against him, like that kid can't be in a mosh pit. He'll be on the fucking ground <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, Pedersen can survive a mosh pit. Well, how would he ever be in a mosh pit? <laughs> <laughs> I can see him being in like a rave pit in fucking. That's true. Yeah. In fucking Norway. In. Uh, Food and Sklaffen, <laughs> I can't do it. The Food and Sklaffen Festival? <laughs> yeah. The dead mouth? Elias, won't you come dance with us? Oh, yes, coming, Frederick. Elias. Swedish, Swedish trance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next up, Rammstein. Rammstein. <laughs> yeah, well, just, you know what? I got PTSD from fucking Boston dummying us for the cup. So, anyways, I want, think right? your Nucks are in a way better position than you give them credit for. And I'm also embarrassed for Canucks fans because of you. Oh. So, why is that? I just think they're in a good spot and you don't. You want to rebuild with, with, with them right now, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I wish we could get Jake Facey over here to also tell yeah, you he's how a big stupid Patterson you are. Guy. Yeah, you're he's dumb and you don't guy. know what you're doing. So moving on to <laughs> moving on to the East Coast. He's wrong. Talk about Habs. Uh, I don't know. I don't really got much to say about the Habs. We signed Mike Hoffman. And that's Mike Hoffman. Sweet. Dude, Mike Hoffman is a thirty no, he's a good player. He's goal scorer, and we yeah. need, he's he's sick on the power play, and that's where we struggle. So I'm looking forward to it. Don't love that we lost Philip Deneau. What was however, the con- what I was would, the contract for Hoffman. Um, for Philip Deneau? No, for Hoffman. Uh, it was uh, the same as Toffoli. It was four years by four point five. That's fine. That's a sick contract, yeah. and that's a win now contract well, for Toffoli. That's a great deal. That's for both of them. No, I know, but yeah. like, for Toffoli especially. Yeah, yeah. So we have two. 30 goal scorers. Toffoli hasn't been proven 30 goal scorer consistently yet, but Hoffman has, and they're both making together $9 million for the next five, four years. Yep. That's a, those are sick contract moves. Yep. And you got Nick Suzuki is going to need a contract soon. Next and Yemi yeah. next year, yeah. Kock and Yemi is going to – no, Nick Suzuki is going to need a contract after next year. Oh, t- okay. Yeah. And uh, KK, he's Barry Kock and Yemi, who's a third overall pick he's right under Svechnikov. In that same draft year, oh, so he's, he's going to need oh, okay. a contract. So he's this year. Yeah, his contract oh. is up, so they're trying to work out a contract right now. So what's he, five times five? No, I you don't think he's going to get that. No? I think he's probably going to get three by 3.5 or oh. three by 3.75. Or two-year bridge? I think it's going to be a three-year bridge. Yeah? Yeah. To keep him in RFA status? Yeah. 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 And then he'll probably get one more year after that. Or two years? I Well, forget. it depends. If he, lights up, if he scores 66 points yeah. in two years from now. Then he'll get his contract, right? Yeah, but until then, yeah. And uh, I fucking love the sneaky move by telling people that Carey Price probably was, not yeah. probably not gonna yeah. play, but maybe he will play. I don't know. It's maybe his he'll health, get traded. His Vegas health, health is up in drafted. the in the air, so they yeah. they expose them for Seattle. And Seattle's like, I don't know. He's really expensive, and if he can't play for the next year, might as well not take him. And now he's like, oh yeah, he's gonna be at training camp. <laughs> but like, who who did they? Um, try to like not expose by exposing price. Like, what was the point of that? Oh, they wanted, they wanted to, to keep Jake Allen. They wanted to keep Jake Allen. Who cares about Jake Allen. I mean, here's the thing. Montreal I mean, has been trying to find a solid backup goalie for years now, and yeah. they have Jake Allen yeah, for backup goalie. Another uh, another <laughs> year. Goalie. But uh, but yeah, they wanted to keep him. Hang on a sec. Bye, babe. Carla. I think Carla just left. 
Hey, babe. Anyways, go, go. <laughs> I think she left. Um, but, yeah, they want to keep Jake Allen because he's a really good backup, and he helped them get to the playoffs last year. So, Carey Price took him sure. for the team. Uh, Jake and Allen's a great player. Yeah. They played a little game of, game of cards, and they won. And I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it was an interesting way to go yeah. about it, for sure. And uh, we... We brought in David Savard, who I don't really know too much about. Uh, my first impression of him is that he's a bit slower, but he's just a bit of a he's, lesser offensively-minded Shea Weber. He's, what, 37? Mm, I don't think he's that old. I oh, think he's okay. 33. Oh, wow. And uh, I don't know what time it is anymore. Yeah, Romanov is going to take a big step forward. Dude, Romanov's dope. I like Romanoff. Throws, yeah. Throws the body. Caulfield's going to... Dude, I'm going to say Caulfield's probably going to win dude, the Calder next year. I'm going to blow Caulfield next time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like rape blow. <laughs> Actually, is that statutory? No, that's not statutory. This guy's going to have 99 goals next year. Um, Yeah, so that's all coming up. I don't really have much else to say about them. I'm excited for the year. And uh, I think that they're going to do some good things. Cool. I think I think they're definitely going to make the cool. playoffs again next year. I don't yeah. know much else about that. I don't know how far they're going to go, but 82 games, back to normal, fans in the crowd. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, just got to update your subscri- subscription service, and you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> you can go watch a show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or watch a game. What do you think? Should we uh, should take a little break, get say, these dogs out of here? Take a break and uh, go say hi to the wifey. Yeah, okay. Peace. Welcome back, everybody, to the Coast to Coast Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Soulier. With me, as always... Your boy, Al. Al Wade. Al. How you doing today, Al? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's been a, been a little bit. It's been, uh, it's been, what, three weeks since we... We did that half episode. It's a halfer. We did the first half last time we met, yeah. and now we're doing the second half. Yeah, and if you want to know why... Well, you know, we got we had a couple of drinks, took the dogs out, and then my car was being all fucking weird. It was yeah. like seesawing back and forth. It was what? It was like wow, it was just revving for what no was, reason. What was the noise? Wow, wow, <laughs> and I'm like, holy fuck! I already spent thirty grand on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you spent more than thirty grand in your car with interest and yeah, all that shit <laughs> yeah. for sure. It was rough though. And then, and then I just got drunk, and I was like, don't worry about it. I'll just drive drive it home at one a.m. <laughs> It'll figure itself out when I'm. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, you made it home, so it wasn't a terrible yeah, it was idea. it's fine. Life's great. Seemed to go pretty good. Yeah. Um, what are we doing today? We're hanging out. We just went for a walk, did we not? Yeah, did a little walk of the uh, Lynn Valley, North Vancouver Corridor. Yep. I, uh, we both have dogs. Case, so you might have seen this on our Instagram recently. Uh, we posted a picture of our dogs. My dog is the black one. His name is Foster. And Al's dog is the white one. And uh, her name's Vanna. And they're best friends. They've been friends for... Basically, as long as me and Al have been friends for, which is what, like, I, I want to say, like, five, six years now? Yeah, six years. Five, probably. six years yeah. ago? Yeah. Right, five, yeah. Yeah, and they just, they're the only dogs each other likes, really. Foster doesn't like any other dogs. Yeah, my dog doesn't like anybody else. And uh, we ate some mushrooms earlier. Yeah, we had a little stemmy and a cap. Nothing wrong with little mushrooms on nothing, a Saturday. Nothing wrong with that. We're not, like, getting fucked up. We're just enhancing our, our life a little bit. Just enough to make you... Think about every single word you say and every move you've made in life. And then, yeah, 
I think it was we did less than that point. Oh, okay. I no, thought not we for did, me. For me, it was like we just got high enough where I was like, things were a bit more colorful, and I was in a good mood. And your heart's racing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's when I have four tokes of weed. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. that's when I start to get all existential and oh, dude, paranoid, every, and also I'm dying. So that's yeah. Fun. Every night I got every time I smoke, about twenty minutes later I got COVID. Every every fucking time, every night. <laughs> Yeah, so like I, my weed lasts so long these days because I literally can only take three puffs at a time. And That's I, good, man. And I have to put it away or else I like, I'm dying, I have cancer, something bad is happening inside my body and... Probably is. <laughs> you know, I live like right next to the hospital and so that's like, I also have to walk myself off that ledge be like... Because it's easy for me to just cruise to the hospital when I'm having a panic attack. Well, you're, right? you're a hypochondriac too. <laughs> Slowly getting off being a hypochondriac. Yeah. But... But yeah, so there's that. But you know, yeah, you can just like roll out of <laughs> like physically and literally roll out of bed, and you're in you're you're in the emergency of VGH. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seriously, I can actually throw a rock to the to the hospital. Yeah, it makes uh, sleeping really fun because at any given time you get woken up by by sirens and um, a helicopter and and just a, pa- a state of panic. Yeah, <laughs> rioters. Yeah. yeah, Why do I get paranoid? I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with all the fucking sirens going off around me constantly. <laughs> you got needles on your front porch. Yeah. So, so that's that. Um, yeah, we're doing this two-part episode because, like Al said, we got a little little distracted last time. But there's been uh, quite a few things that have been happening since. Um, we we basically covered the West Coast last time we talked. Yep. Um, which you'll hear on the, I guess you've already heard it by now because we're going to edit it in a way. Um, and, uh, but some stuff has happened mainly with Montreal and mainly with Kotkin Yemi and, uh, Kotki. the departure of him and the addition of some, some new members. Um, but before we get into all of that, um, all joking aside, the hockey community, well, we lost we lost a pretty good guy recently, uh, Jimmy Hayes. So, you know, I, I listened to the the Chicklets episode where they did a big memorial celebration of life for him, and and that was really nice to hear. And it was really interesting to hear, you know, from guys around the league and coaches and stuff like that with their experiences with Jimmy. And and I mean, the consensus I got was that he was just all around nice guy that everyone liked. And uh, I don't know the details. I'm not going to speculate about what happened. But uh, it's not the same as it was before. Um, he was he was a big part of the community, and it's a tough loss. Um, and so I want to, we I think we both want to give our sincere condolences to the Hayes family. Uh, R.I.P. Man. R.I.P. And another R.I.P. which isn't part of the hockey world. However, he did uh, was quoted saying some funny things about Vancouver Canucks. Norm McDonald. He recently passed away. Canadian Norm McDonald. Yeah, and. Uh, he said that he didn't like the Canucks because when they first came out, they had a logo of a stick, and he didn't really like that. And so that's why he never liked the Canucks. <laughs> well, it was too too much of a ripoff of the game of hockey, maybe? Is yeah. That why? He, I don't know. He never said why. <laughs> Just like, you know, it is normal. Ah, and uh, I don't like the Vancouver Canucks because uh, when they came out, they were they said a hockey stick as their logo, and I, I don't like that. I don't like the Vancouver Canucks. But Fair he enough, said man. this, uh, he was known to wear a Montreal Canadiens jersey from time to time. So. He's also known to wear his heart on his sleeve. I like that much. Yeah? Do you have yeah, anything? 
He was, uh, when he was, uh, like, whenever he got to do mainstream shit, like, he was on The View and he pissed everybody off one year. Yeah. I think he said something about Down syndrome or something. And yeah. he had he had to, he, he was, like, one of the first people that had, like, was, like, forced to apologize. <laughs> I don't even think his career even benefited from it. Like, he should have just been like, fuck yeah. it, right? But, you know. Well, you know how when we you got lo- the, when you got that much pressure on you, sometimes you gotta mm-hmm. own up. But he was one of those comedians, man, where he he said wild shit. Well, you know how we left Saturday Night Live, right? How's that? Well, because he was making jokes about OJ Simpson. Oh, that's right. And then yeah. they're like, and I guess OJ was a friend of the producers of, of <laughs> yeah. Saturday Night Live, and, of Lord and Michaels like, or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But he was told to stop making OJ jokes, and he not only did not stop, but he went harder on the OJ yeah. jokes, which to me. Is like the best thing. Like I think that's awesome. Well, that's the bloodline of a comedian. Yeah, is like whatever like, you, you tell, tell me. Them, I can't say funny things exactly because you're friends with that person. Fuck you. I'm doing it anyways. Yeah. I think that is like the epitome of what I believe comedy should be. Do you know how like, many TVO were talking about uh, that one Canadian comedian there? Uh, I forget his name. Mike Ward. Mike Ward, who yeah. got sued for making fun of the. Uh, the the disabled boy right, Gabe, right, right. Gabriel something sure and I I mean I don't agree with what he said I would never make those jokes and you know but I mean <laughs> jokes are jokes <laughs> anything is fair game in my opinion as a stand up comedian and you know that's all I'm gonna say about that I don't agree with what he said about Gabe by the way I'm just saying <laughs> I agree with that he was allowed to make those kind of jokes. But I don't agree that he was allowed to get sued. But here's the thing about comedy is that if your jokes aren't funny, if you're just being a dick, people aren't going to laugh and respond and you're going to get canceled naturally anyways. Yeah. You shouldn't have to pay a fine for making fun of somebody on a stage. He wasn't harassing the boy. But do you know how many stories I've heard of comedians on their podcasts going, I showed up to X and X room in fucking Wyoming or whatever, the Regina Yuck Yucks or... and the, and I'm not actually saying these are like legit, you know, these are actual clubs that said this, but like these are stories that, yeah, the clubs across the countries, like Canada and US, they were told, hey, listen, so Joey Diaz has a few few stories, Bill Burr has a few story, stories where it's, hey, don't do dirty material. Well, what does the guy do on his first night? Goes up there and does his, his, dick. his worst joke, yeah, right? And and drops 94 F-bombs. Yeah. Only, and you know what? He, his set normally would have been fairly dialed back, mm-hmm. but because you told him, or her that you can't do dirty yeah. shit. It's like it's like Bill Cosby, man. Bill Cosby, I guess, went up to Richard Pryor and gave him shit for doing dirty material. Really? Yeah. And re- meanwhile, Richard Pryor's a saint. M- meanwhile, Bill Cosby's <laughs> yeah. fucking slipping yeah. B and girls drinks and arguably the <laughs> biggest serial rapist of all time. And this guy's going, "You gotta do clean comedy." I can't even do the voice, but. <laughs> Now, you see, uh, when you're doing the comedy, it's got to be clean because you, you don't have the family values in them. You can't, become, <laughs> you can't put on a show like you're an actual rapist. <laughs> right? Yeah, people, people are who they say they aren't, right? Yeah. Or they're, they're not who they are. I don't know. Yeah, you I know. don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. But, uh, yeah. So, our rest in peace, Norm. You know, sad day for the comedy world. I loved him in everything I saw of Norm's. Yeah. You know, rest in peace, Jimmy Jimmy Hayes. You know, all our hearts are with both you guys, your families, and everyone that ever loved you guys and supported you. So let's do a little cheers to that, Al. What do you, what do you think? Cheers, cheers to those two. I'm, uh, what are you drinking, Al? I'm going to Heineken. Well, first of all, I, I sip after I cheers. Oh, there you go. There you got it. But, uh, <laughs> I was, I, uh, yeah, I've actually, 
I, you ever do that though? You cheer somebody and then they put the glass down. You're I've like, done that. You're like, what? I, I've done that. I've also <laughs> drank before a cheers. I'm the worst person <laughs> to have a drink with. Um, so you're drinking a Heine? I'm drinking a Heine and I got a little bit of whiskey and a little bit of coffee left over. It's cold now. It's cold press. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, it's hockey season. We're back. We're back. Hockey season's back. And uh, not good, so much man. during the summer because it's not really a summertime thing. Um, but, you know, once the, 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 the climate starts to change into its autumn temperatures. Yes. I like to sip on some Forty Creek. Yeah. And uh, so I love Forty Creek. I just drink it on ice. And that's what I like to drink. I had it in my coffee earlier because... You know, I had to uh, I had to get myself a little perked up after we did those zoomers earlier. Zoomers, for that, <laughs> just so you know, so just so you guys know, mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> zoomers doing, sounds like we were uh, <laughs> we were doing meth. Doing yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pharmaceutical meth. So let's get into some hockey talk here. Yeah, let's. Uh, that's the point of the podcast. So on the last time we spoke, um, we talked about Kotkaniemi. Yasperi Kotkaniemi, aka KK, only two Ks, not three Ks. And uh, we were talking about how he didn't have a contract at the time. Okay. Correct. And we we're kind of speculating at what that contract can be. I wasn't worried that he didn't have a contract. I thought they were going to get it done. But, um, you know, they were taking a bit longer than, than they should have. And Carolina Hurricanes being the bunch of jerks that they are. And you know what? It's just the way they went. Okay. Okay. I'll start. I'll start this over. Carolina offer gave Kotkaniemi an offer sheet of $6.1 million, okay? Mm-hmm. And that that's fine. Offer sheets are part of the game and it happens. And you have to be you have to be prepared for someone to send you an offer sheet on one of your young players that you haven't been able to get a contract with yet. Everybody has the same amount of time to make contracts happen with their young players. If you drag your feet and you don't let things happen, then you leave yourself exposed to another team taking a look at your roster and saying, hey, that guy would be good on our team, okay? Yeah. That's fair to me, and that is fine. Here's where I start to don't... I, here's where I start to don't... Not like this whole thing, the way it played out. The bonus of $20. Like, this, this whole $20. thing... $20? Yeah. You got a $20 signing bonus. You know why? This whole thing is so fucking petty. Because Montreal gave Sebastian Ajo an offer sheet two years ago. You're right. It is $20. And and 20 is Sebastian Ajo's number. Okay? And... (laughs) Okay? And so, this whole thing. Kakanyemi is not worth $6.1 million. And the fact that they only did it for one year means that the Carolina Hurricanes were doing this as a bit of a bluff. Okay, they're trying to force their hand into signing Kakanyami for six point one, and it's not just a one-year deal that they have to sign that to. That's they have to either give him the same amount or more the following year. Yeah, they can't go back from six point one no. until after the following year. Okay, so they're handcuffing him that way. He's not worth that. So Dougie before Hamilton, you- Dougie Hamilton was asking for that, and they didn't give Dougie Hamilton six point one. Okay, so they gave Kakanyami a six point one million dollar offer sheet with a twenty dollar signing bonus, and then in the meantime, they're changing their their Twitter handle to French. They're talking. They're making the exact same <laughs> statements that Mark Bergeron made yeah. when they gave. But okay, they gave Sebastian Ajo an over nine million dollar contract for X, like like six or something years with a huge sign bonus. Like it was a legit offer sheet. Yeah. Okay. This is just a petty playground fight, and uh, you know. Jim Waddell, I think, is the GM. He said, per Batum, except taking out the names 
of the organizations and the players the exact same statement. And it's just like, A, that's a fucking petty thing to do, and you look like a fucking immature dickhead. B, Kakanyemi is a pawn in this fucking game of dick showing. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, who wants to be a part of this? He Fuck. said it wasn't malicious, but do you, obviously you don't believe him. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you look at all of the things that happened in there, and it was malicious. Yeah. And, I mean, they later came out that Kakanyemi was already not wanting to stay with Montreal because of the way they played him and stuff. But, like, you got sent down. So what? You ha- you know, weren't better at the time than some other people. Like, you ever think maybe Don Waddell is a like real life troll though? Like, if he gets a couple glasses of wine in them, oh, he yeah. goes on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, he's probably <laughs> starts, telling people to kill themselves on the internet. Yeah, exactly. He starts <laughs> spreading shit about his own. Yeah, totally. And so, like, yeah, for one, petty move, and B, like, if I'm caught Kenyemi here, I'm embarrassed. <clears throat> I'm not signing this. But of course, he signed it, and so yep. he obviously was in on it. Like, so I when like, he got benched last game. Of the playoffs. Yeah. So the, apparently, I think it was his wife or girlfriend. I don't even know who it was, but she said the writing was on the wall for him, his last game. Uh-huh. Because, like, you, you bench a guy that's your, what, he's drafted third overall two years ago? Yeah. You bench him, and who did they even suit up? It was, uh... I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, but... E- either way. You don't bench a guy like that in your last game. Here's it's what, not like he was a fourth-line plug. Here's what I'm saying. Right? Here's what I'm saying. You're a fucking hockey player on a team. You either play as good as another person or you get benched. You're true, You yeah. don't get a fucking spot in the lineup because of where you're drafted. For sure. If that were the case, and it's not the same, like, I wish Jonathan Drouin, <laughs> yeah. that would happen with him. But, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. All these kids these days that want these giant contracts that haven't earned them. Yep. Look at Marner. He's one of the top players in the league. He does nothing in the playoffs and cries on the bench. Yeah. You know, like, why? Like, so, anyways, Kakanyemi overvalues himself. He's going to get a hard awakening next year with the Carolina Hurricanes because it's all done now. So, he signed with Carolina. Yeah. Montreal didn't match. And now Carolina's paying him $6.1 million. If- and you know who's making the same as him? Brad Marchand. You know who's making less than him? Uh, I'm pretty sure Rantanen. And Landis Cog are yeah, making oh yeah, either yeah, the no. same or less than him. Yeah. So here's my here was what I wanted to bring up earlier. What if if you're the Canadians and you got to sign a bridge deal of one or two years, based on his statistics and what you've seen, and you're a, you're mm. obviously being a longtime Habs fan, what would you have? What what does he deserve? I would give him three by three. That's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah, around yeah. the three million easy something range. Yeah. Easy easy contract to move if after next year. You know, you're, you're needing to sign Suzuki. You're needing to tar- start to look at Caulfield's contract and stuff like that. Yeah. You're saying, you know, KK's not really panning out. He's got two years left on the $3 million per year contract. That's an easy contract to move, okay? But, you know, they, they didn't want to sign him for 6.1, which, I, you know what? I wouldn't have done it either. That's no, what I'm saying. So but you know what? That. If Keynes can spin it and sign him to a four-year, five or five-year, four million dollar deal next year, then they can't they'd... do that next year. They have to sign him at least six point one million dollars per year. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, they can't go lower than that. Okay. They I... can't do that until he's a UFA. I thought, that was, I thought that was Jet. I thought you meant that was just for the um, for the Canadians. 
No, because so, they because they for they're forced by the. So if Canadians wanted to, if Canadians wanted to keep him, they yeah. would have had to pay him six point one course, million yeah, yeah. dollars. That's what I thought you meant. It's a, it's a, that's for only one year. Yeah, that's what he was offered. So after this contract is done, because he's still an RFA, uh, yeah, he has to make the same amount or more than he was just making. I didn't realize. So that goes for, for the, the Canes next, too. For the next contract. Ah, yeah. So that contract can be a year. It can be three years. It can be whatever. Oh, I didn't know that. But it has to be at least what he just made on this on his previous one so now the canes if they want them for seven years it's got to be yeah 6.5 or something yeah yeah or if they or what they might do is take them for the one one year after this at the same yeah and then give him the contract if he pans out yeah but if he doesn't pan out he's going back to finland because nobody's going to want to pay him 6.1 million dollars yeah well maybe the well maybe he'll go to ufa yeah he won't be able to play i'm not exactly sure on how how it all works out. Now you're but confusing me. I'm, I'm almost certain that after this f- contract, he has to make the same amount of money. Well, not, if he, not if he goes to UFA, though. Because UFA, you sign him for $2 million. Maybe. Yeah. No, it is. But he's UFA not allowed to play, a, though, because he's still under RFA with Carolina. So he has to, if he doesn't have a contract, then he has to, he has to hold off for the rest of the year. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> should we talk about should we start talking about subprime mortgages now? <laughs> Obviously, okay. we have no idea. Yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> That's why you guys listen. Yeah. Okay. So, so moving on from that, so they don't have Kotkaniemi anymore. They lost Philip Deneau to L.A. Kings because Philip Deneau wanted five point five million dollars for six years. He's gonna look good on the Kings. Maybe I think so. But he's got three goals last year, and uh, if I'm Mark Bergevin, I'm trying to build a Stanley Cup team. Yeah. You don't look. You don't pay someone who gets three goals a year more than four million dollars in my in my mind. Yeah. Apparently, at the beginning of the year, they offered him five by five, and he didn't take it. Hmm. He held out for that little extra more. He wanted that like that couple that million, LA couple uh, million, West Coast lifestyle. Yeah, a couple million extra more. But I mean, play with, play I, with uh, he's gonna Turcotte. Be mi- he's going to be missed, and he's he was a good shutdown guy. He's going to play you with know, Turcotte, he, bro. He played the top. He played against the top guys uh, in the div, not the league. <laughs> Top guys, he played against the Connor McDavid's. He played against the Austin Matthews. He played against uh, the, uh, help me out, Johnny Goudreau's. People yeah. like that. And he shut them all down. And that was one of the main things that was good about him. But That's why he got that contract. Yeah. yeah, but you can't pay a guy almost $6 million for six years who doesn't score goals. Not when Druin's not producing. Oh. Exactly. But there is uh, some hopeful news at the end of that tunnel because we were able to turn that first round pick and third round pick that we got in exchange for letting Kakanyami go to the Carolina Hurricanes, we got Christian Dvorak. And I right. like Christian Dvorak. I don't I don't know him too much, but from the stats, he looks good on paper to me. He's twenty five years old, he's six foot. Um it says here on the NHL website that he's a left wing, but he's gonna play center. <laughs> I don't know why he says that. But they, they've already said he's gonna play center? He's a centerman. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a centerman. You know, his best year was with... So he's played his entire career with Arizona. His best year was in 29-20. Or sorry, 2019-2020 when he got 18 goals, 20 assists for 38 points. He was a plus six to end it. He only got 12 pimps. This guy stays out of the box. He puts up points, and he's defensive. And he's like a better version of Philip Deneau, in my opinion. And he's still young, and he's, he's not like a... Four, he's on like a $4.3 million contract for the next four years. Yeah, great fucking deal. Yeah, and so that's the kind <clears throat> of guy you want. So 31 points in 56 games. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's perfect. So Montreal, while they aren't looking as great 
down the middle as they once were, I will admit. Right now they got they got Nick Suzuki who's who's arguably gonna take the biggest step forward of his career this mm-hmm. upcoming year. He's a number one center. You know? I no, I agree. Number one center. And then you got Christian Dvorak, and then you got either Jake Evans, Ryan Paling, who he didn't play too much in the NHL last year. He played for the farm team in Laval. But his first game was in the NHL, and he scored four goals against the Toronto Maple Leafs in the last game of the season. <laughs> okay? And, uh, that's, probably what, that's probably what got in their heads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As they went so into the... he's ready to come in. He might take a step forward. And then if those guys, if one of those guys doesn't pan out, we got Matthew Perot, who used to play for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, I like that. Or, sorry, no, 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 Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jags. Jags. Yeah, yeah. I like Perot. Yeah, yeah. That was a good pickup. He's, he's responsible, and you can yeah. count on him. So I'm not too worried, but, you know. And uh, I think it'll be okay. Um, Do you want to talk about Weber? Nah, it hurts. I'll talk about Weber. I'm happy that... It sucks that he had to go on this on this way out. I didn't... I don't... I, I never want to see a guy being forced to retire because of injury. That's... You don't want to see that, especially a a solid guy like Shea Weber, yeah. who's arguably the best captain of the NHL. I was gonna say he's like a man's man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's your fucking man on the team. Yeah, he's arguably yeah. the most. When you think of a captain, you think of Shea Weber. However, with that being said, he, I mean, and this could also just because of his injuries, but he was getting pretty slow, and I did notice that you know he was. Coming a bit of a liability. The bomb wasn't there either. Everyone's predicting the, the bomb. It's still a good shot, yeah. but he, it, you know it wasn't working Man. for us yeah. anymore. And he, I was like, he was not reliable defensively that much anymore. He let a, he gave the puck away a lot. Yeah, you know, and it's like an injured dog. So I, it sucks that he had to go out that way. He's still on LTIR, mind you. So. Yeah, but... Fuck, if anyone deserved a cup, eh? Yeah. If anyone deserved a cup, it was Weber. Yeah. But, you know, he's still on the team technically. Maybe he can uh, he can pull it, pull it together and come back for the playoffs. And, you know, Tampa Bay Lightning were like fucking $94 million on the cap last year. So maybe we can do something similar with Shea Weber. Um, but, yeah, it's tough to see him go. But, but you uh, guys got David Savard to plug that hole. Yeah, I don't know too much about Savard. I think I talked to talking about him a bit last time, but he's like a slower version of him, a bit younger. But what I do want to talk about though is Cole Caulfield. He is being talked about to get the Calder Trophy this year. And the, for those of you who don't know, the Calder Trophy is the best rookie of the year, the Calder, and uh, he's just an all-around gem. Last year, he came in right before the playoffs. And he got four goals, one assist, five points in 10 games. You can't argue with that. But in the playoffs, he got 12 points in 20 games. And, you know, he's 5'7". He's 162 pounds. He's 20 years old. And uh, he is just a natural-born goal scorer. 99 goal 99 goals next season. That's my prediction. No, dude. I But I think he's probably going to get 30. Oh, for sure, yeah. I think he can at least yeah. get 30. But I think he's going to win the Calder. I think or, he's got a very good shot at winning, winning the Calder. I don't think there's many other people that can that can fight him for that. Or everyone knows who he is now, and he gets dummied a bunch. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> going to take a dummy. Yeah, I, that's I think it'll be I like mean. after Pedersen's first year. <laughs> just gets rocked a bunch. Yeah, probably. 
So I'm looking forward to that. Um, another guy I want to talk to from the Habs, and then we can move it on to, uh, you know, a little bit more around the NHL, is Jonathan Drouin. So I've been pretty critical on Jonathan Drouin in the past. I still don't like the trade. I think we'd be a better team if we had Mikhail Sergachev. It was a one-for-one one trade a few years yep. ago. Uh, you know, and he hasn't really panned out for us the way we had hoped. To me, he seems lazy, okay? First year he came in, he got 46 points, 13 goals, 33 assists, which are decent numbers, okay? But we're paying him, you know, he's the second paid high, um, top five highest paid guys in the team. And you just watch him on the ice. He floats around. He doesn't, he doesn't give it his all. He floats back to the bench, and he just seems lazy and uninterested. Like, he doesn't want to be there, and it just shows in his play. And then last year, finally, he just, I don't know, maybe he had something going on for a while. He had to take leave of absence. I don't know what happened. but Yeah, we can't ask questions nowadays with everything going on. Yeah, so exactly. it's like if someone takes a leave of absence, you don't, you don't start going off. Well, maybe it's just shut your fucking mouth <laughs> and people, you know. People got to deal with things nowadays, right? Yeah. So who knows what the kid's going through? He, it's like Taze. Yeah. You don't question why Taze took a, whatever it was, a year off there. Yeah. Just, it's Taze. Yeah. Relax. He's got his own thing going on. So... I'm hoping he comes back and he can kind of, you know, get that fire again that he had that once once upon a time. I don't know what's going on, but, you know, from what I've been seeing, he's he's back, he's playing, he's smiling, he's, he's in a good place. So if they can get him going and firing on all cylinders and being the Jonathan Drewen that we had hoped to be this year, I think he's got a real good shot at being a very vital part of this team. Do you think that hometown heroes, like, because I feel like sometimes hometown heroes have a hard time playing for their team. Yeah, especially in Montreal. Especially in Montreal. Where, like, a main difference of the Montreal Canadiens is that they speak French. Yeah. And if you're a French-speaking athlete in the NHL and you're playing for Montreal, you're going to have a lot of people asking you things. And yeah. I'm not from Montreal. I'm from Ottawa. Well, it's more of an anomaly, right? Yeah. To, be, to speak it and then play... Totally. Because every other team is English. Yeah. You know, you go to Vancouver, you go to yeah. Minnesota, it's English. And right? while I think that is a cool thing about their history and culture, I don't think that needs to be a part of their their core, their basis. No, I think sometimes their fans do. You know what? The media. The, the yeah, media the, are oh, pretty fuck. bad. Like, they're like... Oh, weird, yeah. They're like pretty like... Is racist the right word? Yeah, no, it's Or they're like right pretty <laughs> openly discriminatory against like anglophone speaking <laughs> like players like they want to have like a hard quebec qua yeah thing and it's i don't it's that separatist sort of yeah, angle going but it's on most it's like, of the media like if you talk to the fans yeah. and you go and talk to the players and the organization they're like no like it's nice if we can get some french guys on there but like we're trying to win doesn't matter but the yeah. media is like but don't you want some french people what about the french connection what about the, the you know, yeah. bleu, blanc, et rouge? What about, like... It's like, how about the best player? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, a lot of these a lot of these writers, in my opinion, are, are hacks. And they just talk about yeah. shitty fucking well, it's French, that, French mentality first. And I don't agree with it. It's so. that brainwashed diversity angle where it's like, we need to fill XX and X roles. It's like, or you can pick the best person for yeah. the job. Or just build a team that works that yeah. you can win with. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So Jonathan's, he's going to have a pretty good year, I'm thinking. Christian Dvorak's going to be in. KK out. Caulfield for the Calder. Philip Deneau, he's a king. I think that's it for the for the Habs on my point. I, I'm stoked to see to see the team this year. Mike Hoffman's going to look good. Uh, Carey Price, I'm always excited for. 
You know, I think I think this year is going to be different around the league. You know, last year yeah. was last year was a COVID year. It was you know every year's Honda a COVID division year. <laughs> or the well, president's choice division. President's <laughs> choice. Yeah. I don't know what the major divisions were. But there was it, a Honda division. Uh, yeah, I think we were in the Honda division. I thought it was like the Canadian division and the the Western division, whatever. No, they were all sponsored by a company. There was like Honda, AT and T, fucking. uh, I mean, I don't really care, but like, hungry man. They're gonna end up like (laughs) fucking uh, soccer players. They're just logos on their faces. Well, there's gonna be logos on the helmets and jerseys this year, apparently. Jersey sucks. Don't do that. But the helmets, I could get a fuck about. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Leave the jerseys out of it. At one point, they they need to make some money back. Oh, for sure. They like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they lost. But do I do I want to buy a jersey now? Yeah, no, because yeah. I see a fucking uh, sport check logo yeah, on it. I'd rather just buy a blank jersey and make my own. Well, just buy a jersey how it was last year, where yeah. it's the player's name and the crest. Yeah, that's it. Or so, yeah. no name, or whatever. I mean, I get it. They need to make yeah. some money back. We I, all, we I all got it. But there's, but like the thing is though, is like once this comes, it's not going away. Like they can make their money back from this in like a year or two. Yeah. And then, you know, if if it was strictly just to get some money back, they'd be like, okay, hey, after two years, we'll have our projected yeah. money back that we lost for the last two years. So we're done with things. But they'll be like, you know, we're actually making some good money now. Let's just keep it. That's that's literally everything in life right now. <laughs> yeah. And so it's going to be here. It's here to stay, and I hate it. Um, <laughs> and you can, we, can thank, uh, we can thank COVID for all that. Thanks, Trudeau. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, COVID. <laughs> um, speaking of... Thanks, Obama. Speaking of COVID, uh, the assistant coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, who actually used to be a part of the Montreal Canadiens organization, he decided he didn't want to get the vaccine that uh, 98% of the organization of the NHL are going to get. So he he just, he quit. He doesn't, he's not on the team anymore. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though, he got right? He fired, quit. Did he not want to take it? Does he have an underlying medical condition that he didn't want to fucking talk about because it's your own personal business? Everyone else know. is trying to pry that information what from him. What's his name? Lefebvre? Stefan Lefebvre or something? He didn't want... Uh, I think he just didn't want to get it. He made it. He didn't feel comfortable getting it. Sylvian. Sylvian Lefebvre? Lefebvre, yeah. Lefebvre. Lefebvre. I, I don't know. Yeah. He used to play for Montreal, though, right? Pretty sure. But, uh, yeah. And so they fired him or he quit. I don't know, but that's... <laughs> That's pretty funny to me. Like, why would you? No, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, what else are we talking about around the league? Uh, you got something for me, Al? You got something you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, you know, the first half of this episode, we talked we talked a little uh, Quinny PD contracts. Those still they haven't still come. They still don't have a contract. We can move on. Two week, Yeah, two weeks <laughs> Two weeks later, it still hasn't come to fruition. But, Was it um, two weeks ago? Sure, yeah, whenever we hung out last. Um, but, uh, another guy that's still on that, uh, RFA status is, uh, Brady Kachuk. Oh. And, uh, his brother sort of stirred the pot. Cause I, I didn't realize that Matthew is, uh, is up next year for a new contract. Yeah. Already. And he's sitting at seven mil. You're, you're Pierre Dorian from the Ottawa centers. You're the GM. What are you giving Brady Kachuk? What am I giving Brady Kachuk? My, yeah. my next captain. Um, Fuck. I'll give him nine point eight. Why not? <laughs> Fuck it. Not my money. <laughs> <laughs> for how long? Well, so well, of course, eight years, man. Paying Brady Chuck ten million dollars for eight years. Yeah, why not? You're giving him because uh, eighty million dollars. They're gonna have to keep their stars somehow, right? Yeah, I guess so. But in right? a in a city 
like Ottawa who struggles to fill out their rink? Well, here's the thing. Do I want to pay him that much? No, but we got, there's a new article out. It came out a September, came out September 18th, and Brady uh, Matthew's brother was Who's talking. The article by article is by Wayne Scantlin of what publication? of the uh, Sportsnet. Okay, the Sportsnet Sportsnet. You got to credit these guys when you're talking about the article. That's true. Yeah, that's a, that's that's yeah, that's good. Um, no, sorry, he was on Ella. Elliot Freeman's podcast, 31 Thoughts podcast. Soon to be 32 Thoughts. Ah, nice one. I listened to it today. Pretty good stuff. He had uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois on and uh, your boy uh, Dickinson. Oh, boy, Dickinson. Yeah. Barely know him. <laughs> Hardly know him. Um, so, yeah, Matthew, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Matthew Kachuk kind of stirred the pot and he said uh, he might be pulling a classic Kachuk right now. Dad held out, I held out, and Brady looks like he's on his way right now. So hopefully it can get figured out here, but it's it's just a lot of fake stuff going on regarding this. They're not too close. Huh. So he said, there's a lot of shit talking going on. Of course, again, like we talked about, the media's always fucking fueling the fire because that's, that's how you get clicks and ratings. Um, doesn't sound like they're close is what he's saying. Huh. So, you know, there is uh, still some fucking juicy RFAs out there, and he's one of them, man. Hmm. And uh, so, yeah, he's, and another another thing he said here, he goes... So hopefully it gets figured out, but who knows? My dad and I are definitely involved. Brady needs us to help him out with this stuff. He wasn't as cutthroat as we were during it, but he's starting to become more of a kachuk the later this goes on. <laughs> so those kachucks, eh? You know what? I love it. Yeah, you got you got to look out for yourself. And I'm not, and he's let's be honest, he's not going to get a twelve million McDavid deal. No, you know. But if the guy thinks he's worth eight mil, then he thinks he's worth eight mil, right? Yep. So it's it's you know it's the same dance where it's like you want to build a team yeah because they're gonna have to sign Stutzla and they're gonna have to sign whoever the fuck else they drafted yeah so obviously you know they they don't want to all take up the cap space otherwise you end up like Edmonton or Toronto yeah so but uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting so maybe there's still maybe you know this season's gonna go on and Brady won't be even starting the season with the Ottawa Senators then maybe you know and again we're talking. Three weeks later, since the last time we talked, and uh, our buddy Quinn and fucking Petey haven't signed, mm. what what are the Canucks going to be like when they sign, when they start the regular season without two of their their cornerstones? Right. Yep. Sens or Canucks? Canucks, well, yeah. being Quinn and Petey, right? See, I think they're going to get something done. But if I'm Dorian, if I'm the GM of Ottawa, and if I'm the GM of any team right now. For that matter, I'm not handing out eighty million dollar contracts. No, right now I'm giving as many people three to four year contracts as I can. I'll pay you. I'll pay you eight point five for four million dollars, Brady Kachuk. Show me what you can do in that time. Next year, I'll put the C on you. I'll build a team around you. Yeah, but if you can pull it off for the next four years at eight point five, then you're getting locked in for another seven at nine. Well, that was the thing, you know, like I like the way the Kachucks play because I like, I like gritty guys, heart and soul guys. Yeah. But it's kind of funny because the like the last third of last season, Matthew Kachuk went like ghost, ghost town. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't in front of the net. He wasn't going for tips. He wasn't really, yeah, he was still like, roughing people up because he gets pissed off, but he just wasn't scoring or even throwing assists out there, right? He's also playing in Calgary. He's also playing in Calgary. I mean, he's going to be under Daryl Sutter again for the ninth time. Calgary Flames are going to the well. Yeah. Uh, I like the way Sutter coaches. To be honest. Like, I like hard-hitting teams. I get it, but 
you know, I, I don't know if it's the the right answer. Maybe he'll thrive under uh, Daryl Sutter, mm. but um, maybe maybe Matthew Kachuk walks and goes to Ottawa. Maybe he goes to Florida. Who knows, right? I don't know what's going on, but I but he's UFA next year. So if if it's not a good season for Matthew Kachuk, then yeah. he's gonna he's not gonna want to play with Monahan again and Gaudreau again. Yeah, he could get traded at the deadline. That too, yeah. If the Calgary Flames aren't near a playoff spot, which they probably won't be. Probably won't be. <laughs> expect Goudreau out. Expect Kachuk to be gone. They might keep only Monaghan. They're such a weird team, eh? Yeah. high uh, uh, A team of underachievers. Why would you get rid of Sam Bennett? I don't know. Remember remember the Flames when it was like Iggy and Kippersoft? Kippy, and yeah. Fox. Kippy, Iggy. Uh, and... Uh, was Al McKinnis still on the team? You're going to say Al Snow. No, was Al McKinnis still on the team then? When he was taking those clappers? I don't know. Fuck. Anyways, they, they were once a fucking team. Yeah, they went to the uh, 06 playoffs. And they should have won. Yeah. They should have won. That was, that was an awesome hockey they got They got robbed by the ref. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's something to look forward to this new upcoming season of Coast to Coast is me talking about the refs all season, talking about how they made the wrong calls. Yeah, it's, yeah, we should just start like a bulletin board of like bad calls or whatever, and then just see what it looks like, like fucking uh, two months in or whatever. <laughs> fucking speaking of bad calls, I don't know who is in charge of the Toronto Maple Leafs PR team, but uh, they're coming out with a new documentary. It's called All or Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, whoever not, made not the to decision laugh. to to make this documentary is just it's a bad call in my opinion. So well because it it's called all or nothing and they got you know what bonked out of the why first you, round. Why don't you pull this up? Why don't we watch this here real quick? Because it is just hilarious. Now I'm a I'm a Habs fan here. Al's a Nux fan. If there's one thing that we can usually agree upon, and I think most of the league can agree upon, it's that. The Leafs are just an absolute joke. <laughs> like, all I like Matthews. I think he's a good player, but he cares so much more about looking cool and being that cool celebrity guy. Can we get some volume here? Give us some volume. We need the volume. The volume makes it. Start, start over from the top. <laughs> Got the Arkell. It's about a hundred, baby. <laughs> they got, they got, so we're watching the, uh, Watching the trailer here for the upcoming documentary, All or Nothing, Toronto Maple Leafs. They got, uh, you know, Leaf legends here. Bogosian, Simmons, Thornton on here. The 14-year-old general manager. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Dubas on here. We got to flip the script here. Let's go. It's like you guys got bounced yeah. in the first round again. Yeah. They're playing pitch and putt. Yeah. It's embarrassing. They're racing oh cars and God. shit. You think yeah. you think maybe instead of focusing on trying to make a documentary to make us look cool, <laughs> yeah. you would focus on fucking developing players that don't want twelve million dollars out of the gate. Like, well, fuck sakes, man. Well, this is why this team is a joke. Like, I don't understand all the delusional Leafs fans that are like, "This year, Matthews, baby, Matthews, pa- Pappy, Ma- Pappy, Ma- <laughs> Matthews is a hot mom." <laughs> Tavares talking to his dad or something. I don't yeah. know. In his pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy barfing because he couldn't make a yeah. shift or whatever. Wayne Simmons missing a punch. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> anyways, it's just a fucking joke. And and if I'm a Leafs fan right now, I'm embarrassed at this. You've done nothing. You haven't been able to get out of the first round. 
in my in longer than I've been alive. <laughs> well, I'm you know, thirty two years old, and and now you're making documentaries about how it's your time. Maybe maybe try and and get a team first. Maybe don't just rely on on four guys that are gonna score goals. The only one that showed up in that series that they played in Montreal last year was Nylander. and that guy is the biggest douchebag in the fucking league, other than <laughs> Evander Kane. Oh, oh, I said it. Got well, fired like, up off that whiskey, that? aren't you? Yeah. Did you see that video he put last season in the off season with uh, Nylander and his brother? They're sitting there and their little fucking little shorts on the rollerblades doing that dance to the Drake song. Nylander's is grabbing his dick and shit. Okay. It was fucking lame. Doing like TikTok. They were like the original yeah, TikTok hospital t- dances or whatever. TikTok videos. I was just <laughs> like, oh my God. He's got such a punchable fucking face. I hate that guy. But he shows up and he got fucking points last year. And he was the only one. And he's he held out for half the season. Minor didn't do that. Matthews didn't do that. He held out. Mm-hmm. He's only making 6.7 mil, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And they're all making 12... 10, 10 yeah. and 9 mil, and they can't do anything. And this <laughs> yeah. guy's over well, there pulling on his dick and scoring goals. We can't really uh, blame Tavares last season after taking that fucking knee. Yeah. And be, you know, but here's the thing, though. It's like, did you watch those HBO uh, documentaries they did years ago? It was about five or six years ago. They did, they did every, every year they did one on the Winter Classic. It was both, both teams pre- preparing to go to the Winter Classic. It was yeah. called NHL 24. Yeah, they were yeah. great, great fucking documentaries. Yeah, yeah, those were great. But it was about a fucking outdoor game that, yeah, probably, mattered, but it wasn't. do it again this year with Buffalo and Toronto playing. Yeah, oh, of course, Toronto gets another yeah. documentary, yeah. yeah. of course. But I understood where they were coming from <laughs> because it's like, it's about an outdoor game and the game is a regular season game and cool, right? Yeah. HBO 24. Sure. You, you get the great fucking camera work, great, yep. nice per- personality fucking windows into their these guys' personalities. But this documentary is called All or Nothing and you wrap it up by lose, getting bounced in the first round. Yeah. So it's like, to me, you want to start that documentary <laughs> next season and should probably change the name of it, you yeah. know? Like, so at least they could have went deep to... Yeah. So now you're going to watch you're gonna watch this documentary already knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's like, why do I even care? Yeah. I never cared in the first place, but as a uh, Toronto fan, there's just why do I care? There's just something. All or nothing. So, it's nothing. There's no all. There's just like a... For Toronto... For me, like not only their fans, but also like their players. Like you can see it on Matthew's face. There's this like delusional sense of arrogance where you think you're so good because you're hanging out with Bieber, you're going to the show with Drake, and you're, you're getting paid all this money. But you think you're so good and you're so the man in hockey, whereas the rest of the league is looking at you as a joke. You, yeah, you got the Rocket Richard trophy, great. You can put up numbers, but you're you're going home early. You're basically a team that's golfing right away as soon as the season ends. And when you're, to have that sense of I'm the best when you haven't won shit, it just makes me laugh. Here's the thing, though. You're, you're 22, 23, whatever the fuck these guys, how old these guys are, are young 20s. I mean, I was a retard, like, socialist at that age, right? You still are. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a socialist, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing or where I was. And so when you're in that elite world where you are the best of the best of your sport and you have the fucking money to back it and you're only hanging out with other rich people and everyone's telling you how awesome you are, bro, you would have the, you, you wouldn't even be, you wouldn't even be who you are right now. You are the biggest ego. You you wouldn't even be able to see two feet in front of you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 so encompassing to be in that world 
because like it's almost like this fashion show. I can't remember what the fuck it's called, but recently they had some fashion show. The and Met Gala. The Met Gala. It's $55,000 a table. <laughs> and AOC is wearing a dress that says tax the rich. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and she's rich. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest bunch of idiots I've ever seen. But what I'm saying is these people, they're all circle jerkers. They Like half of them end up banging each other anyways. Like you go go look at the list Justin Timberlake has, you know? Like you, like you hang out with that crowd where you're ultra rich. Justin Timberlake is a good man. The elite. Don't talk to him about Justin Timberlake. Or like, for instance, Lindsay Lohan. She released a list about all the guys she's banged. Zac Efron, fucking uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, some other guy, like a bunch. She had, she banged like thirty guys that were like well known actors, right? So what I'm saying is, you guys go to all these award shows. You go to these when the NHLers hang out. You know, you have that entitlement, like you're better. And plus, every camera, every apparently, like Canada revolves around Toronto. If uh-huh. you guys, if you guys are from America, just yeah. know that. Like, Alberta isn't Toronto. <laughs> Vancouver isn't <laughs> Toronto. BC isn't Toronto. Whatever. Right? Toronto thinks that they're their own world. Yeah, and so when you go, you know, Canucks to win the Stanley Cup, which they will never, but um, they'll... <laughs> They're a lot closer to the Cup than Toronto is, in my mind. But the day they do win it, it'll say, Toronto, the Austin Matthews takes a fucking toenail off his toe or some shit, right? <laughs> like, it'll it'll you never know, be about... He uses four-ply toilet paper? <laughs> yeah, it, like, it'll, it'll never be about anybody else besides yeah. Toronto. Yeah, exactly. And now, like, and now, look. Montreal will beat Toronto in the playoffs, and the headline will say, "Toronto loses." Yeah. <laughs> it won't say Montreal wins. It'll say Toronto loses. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it said that. Oh, and and guess what? To transition into that, guess who our cover boy is yet again for the next installment of Chell NHL NHL we, 22 with got, uh, Austin Matthews, Big Pappy again. What again. was he on there two years ago? Yeah, and uh, he was on for twenty. Also. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, it went. It went. Um, Matthews. No, it went. Subban. Matthews. Ovechkin. Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> like we uh, don't care. Okay, so let's just let's just hold off. So you and I, we we play uh, NHL twenty two quite often. We're we're gamers when it comes to this. We have a a club that we play online. Bro, with. I've been playing since ninety four. Yeah, I'm, I'm addicted. Exactly. And we got a little club here. It's right now. It's called the Trap Street Bricks. We all hate that name. It's going to be changed soon. We're, you know, we haven't switched over to the new game yet. It hasn't come out yet. So once we get a new game on, we'll get something going. But we play it quite often, and it's not a good game. Like, it's it's a terrible game. We all get mad at the game all the time, but it's the only it's the only hockey game that it's we can play. the only game in town, baby. You know? And I just want another company to make a chel- like a hockey game better because it's... It's so blatant how lazy this game is put together. I love the mechanics of it. Like, the controls are great. Yeah. Controls are fun. But the AI is fucked. The AI is garbage. Yeah. And and just, like, the general laziness of the game. Yeah. You know, you're basically paying $90 every year for a roster update. The animations don't change. The crowd stuff doesn't change. The glitch goals are all there. They only change what the announcers say, like, once every five years. Um, and it's just garbage. It's a garbage game. Like, even, like, when you're watching the game, you see, like, players halfway through the boards, like, like just terrible, yeah, just, like, terrible graphics, you know? And now they got, ooh, we're on the Frostbite engine, so you can yeah. see eyebrows move. I was going to say, they added more hairs to Z- yeah. Zabinijad's eyebrows. Yeah, they got, got the X-Factor. That's all they talk about right now is X-Factor and Hut. 
But look, look at the look at the AI here. It's the same. Yeah, they're all skating exactly. around. Fucking, it's the same yeah. celebration. Fucking animations. It's it's, it's funny. They go this year. We added uh, reflections on the glass, yeah. and it's like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, so bad. Give my you know give my AI defenseman a poke check animation. And I'm embarrassed because EA is based here in in Vancouver, in Burnaby actually, which is like. It borders Vancouver. It's like 10, 10 minute drive away. 10 minute drive from here yeah. is where the EA Sports place is. And, you know, they put good work into Madden. They put good work into FIFA. But when it comes to NHL, for whatever reason, they don't care. And they don't put any extra love into making a sick game. It's like, how long was it before Be a Pro actually got the most boring storyline ever? You're literally a guy and you talk the same conversation with your coach every fucking day. Yeah. And it's the same thing over and over and over again. You get one player on your team that comes up and talks to you. Yeah, I did I did one season. I got drafted in New Jersey. New York. At, no, I got drafted in New Jersey. Okay. And I was playing with Holtz and I was playing with uh I got drafted Subban. to New York. You're playing with Lacal or with um Lafreniere? Yeah. Nice. But it's like they only like that's how lazy it is, is that you can only get drafted by those shitty... L.A. Yeah, LA or New York. New York. And somehow, because I, I, I did like three... Di I started it like four different times because I I didn't want to get drafted to L.A. or New York. Yeah. And I got drafted to Jersey and I was feeding... Uh, oh, that's what it was. Hughes was a healthy scratch <laughs> for the full year I played. And it's like, what's the point of this be a pro? Yeah. When Jack Hughes, who's like fucking 86 overall, yeah. or whatever they had him at, isn't even on the ice. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, their their offline modes are terrible. I don't mind the franchise mode, but it's franchise it's been, mode is just something you put on in the background, basically. But it's been the same formula since 2014. Yeah. they like, don't do anything to change it, and they charge you ninety dollars every fucking year for a roster update. Yeah, and I'm just I'm fed up, I'm frustrated because I love hockey and I love playing hockey on on a video game format, and this company. I guess they were like rights holders to the NHL PA and like the usage of the yeah, names right. and the characters and stuff. And they're just, they do such a disservice to the game of hockey in the gaming world. And it's just, it, it, it sucks. But anyway, shout out to the Trap Street Bricks. We're going to, we're going to keep it rolling here. We don't have too much more to talk about. Um, Zidane Chara, he's going back to where he was drafted. Okay. That's right. He's been holding out for a while. Zidane Chara, born March 18th, 1977. In Trenčín, uh, Slovakia, I think. I don't. I think that's Slovakia. I don't really know exactly where he's from. Uh, but he just signed with the New York Islanders. He was drafted by them in '97. He played four seasons for them before getting traded to Ottawa, where he played another four seasons. And then he spent most of his career with Boston, where he had a very good time, and he became the captain. And he left just last year and played with Washington at the deadline. And now he's going to go play back in New York Islanders. And you know what? I'm excited to see this. I hate him because he broke Max Pacioretty's neck <laughs> on the turnbuckle. I don't have but, him anymore. Uh, I don't have Pacioretty anymore, so he's not really a part of my mind. But it's good to see a guy going back to where they drafted. And he's probably going to retire after this year. So it's like, I love to see those full circle moments from guys who have been in the league for as long as you can basically be in the league as a player, which, like, he's 40 fucking five years old. He's Yager. That's insane, eh? I know. Like, only Yager has done something similar to this yeah. guy. As a defenseman, too. Yeah. He's got, he's got, this is crazy. He has 666 points. Damn. Yeah. The number of the beast. Damn. The number of the beast. 
hell and fire. <laughs> yeah, he's, played, he's played 16. He's played 1,608 games. 207 goals. 459 assists. He's fucking six foot seven. Okay. And he's probably just got the biggest dick in the league. Oh, he does. Yeah. So I'm happy for him. He's sorry. He's not six foot seven. He's six foot nine. Yeah. 250 pounds. Dude, he's almost as big as the big show. Yeah. I'm five foot three. (laughs) 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 He is two men of me. Yeah. Like it's insane. So that's, that's one thing, man, is like, so you don't realize him. how big people are because on, on TV, they people don't look that big. Yeah. But when you, it's when you see them in real life. Like I can remember going to a WWF show in like 2000. Yeah. And I was, I was a young guy. Right. And of course you always see these wrestlers and you're like, yeah, whatever. They're jacked up Roy monkeys, whatever. But <laughs> you don't realize how tall some guys are, man. They're yeah. fucking be- And then of course, obviously they're like they work out and yeah. they're, whether they're NHL players or wrestlers or football players, it's like they're, they've already been there. You know, they eating all yeah. the great things. They're exercising. They're, they're lifting weights, but holy fuck, man. You don't realize how big someone is until you actually see them in real life. Yeah. Camera doesn't do it justice. No. And like, I'm a small person. I'm five foot three. I'm a below average height male. Yeah. And I get that. And so when I stand next to someone that's even six foot four, dude, like our buddy Ben. Yeah. I stand next to him and I'm just like, you are giant. But like Ben is like an Adontis. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like gorgeous. But then I start to think about people like Cole Caulfield and, and Nathan Gerby and, uh, Nathan Gerby, you know, guys, the Gerber in, baby. guys in the league that are like, you know, five, seven, five, eight. Yeah. The small guys just getting fucking hit by, by someone like Zidane or even someone that's six foot four. How about Ryan Ellis on defenseman? Exactly. On defense? Just getting plowed into the fucking boards by yeah. someone like that. Like, that would ruin my life. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a different person after getting hit that way. Emotionally and mentally. You know, and I was I was mentioning that to somebody, I believe it was today or the other day, but I, I love the fact, like, I thought this last two seasons with everything going on in the world, I thought they were going to kind of phone it in and collect their paychecks and, oh, that's the cup, whatever, right? COVID cup. Yeah, the COVID cup. But I fucking love that the playoffs, the bubble playoffs, and then the the shortened season last year, it was still like a bloodbath in the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, there wasn't as many fights as there was in fucking 1998, but of course that wasn't going to happen anyways. But there was a lot of hits still. There was a lot of scraps. Everyone's spitting on each other. No one gives a fuck about, you know, whatever. I don't think people were spitting on each other. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Like they're just sweating on each other and shit. Like no one, like I thought people were going to be like, oh, I care, like socially distanced, right? Like people were throwing hits and shit. It was awesome. So I'm, I'm excited for this next season. I really am. You know what I'm really excited for for next season? The reunion of the Montreal Canadiens versus Boston Bruins rivalry. We didn't get to see it once last year. Yeah, we never, we never got to see a lot of rivalries. I know. Yeah. I'm so fucking excited to see that hatred again. Because it's one thing to like, <laughs> to like, oh, Montreal versus Toronto. Yeah, it's a rivalry. But like, you're also countrymen. You're, yeah. you're two teams in Canada. And regardless of what you think about that, there's something to be said for countrymen teams. You know? Through... They might battle it out on the ice, but when it comes down to it, they're both Canadian teams. Yeah. But now you have a rivalry that's Montreal and Boston coming back, and they're not countrymen. We're Canada's team. We're the fucking American team, one of the original six, battling it out again. And the hatred that comes out when these two teams play each other is unparalleled. Yep. And any other sports, in my opinion. So I'm fucking stoked to see that. And uh, well, that and then you know what? That that's up to the but like. 
it's not like, yeah, okay, the players in the back of their minds, they know that rivalry exists, right? Yeah. But that's kind of like up to, like, that's why you need to have fans in the audience because that's kind of up to the fans to create that energy. Yeah. Right? So when, you know, Toronto does go into the TD Garden, the fan, you know, Boston fans are pretty savage fucking people, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's up to that fans to create that environment, that rivalry, and, you know, remind the players that they're in whoever's barn, right? Yeah. Um, speaking of the Boston Bruins... Patrice Bergeron is going to need a contract after this next year. And he made some comments recently saying that um, he's not even discussing contract extensions until after this year. Yeah, but most players say that. No, not really. No, not, not the captains of, you know, the generational captains Sure, yeah. come out and say that. So this tells me, because here, in my opinion, Boston Bruins, their, their window's closed. And they are not making the playoffs this year. I I don't think nope. they are. Nope. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. You think McAvoy is going to power uh, quarterback them into the playoffs? No. No. He's good. He's real good, yeah. and he's something that they can probably build on. But I don't. I think their window's closed, and I think uh, this is going to be a turning point for Boston Bruins. Um, sucks for Pasternak, but I think this is the turning point in the Boston Bruins saga where they finally accept that they're no longer a contending team and they start to sell off assets and start to do the rebuild. Um, and so Patrice Bergeron, he said that he's not even discussing it because what I think is he wants to see how this season plays out. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not they're not trading him at the deadline. That's for sure. He's going to have his pick of where he goes after this contract. But if, if, if they get into the playoffs and they go on a run, he'll probably say, sure, this team still has some juice in the can. I'll sign, you know, a couple more years because he's 37 years old. Yeah, he'll he, play till 40, no problem. Yeah. yeah, I'll sign a few more years and help you guys get over that hump if I can see it. But if they don't make the playoffs, he's like, you know, I'm, I might go to a team that's, you know, closer to the cup than I, you guys. I can are. see him playing with Ovi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, I like Patrice Bergeron. He's a francophone. He's Quebecois. He's you know, I'm. As a Montreal Canadian fan, you know, as whatever I was saying before about how lame it is to, you know, try and bolster those guys, it is cool to see those guys in the league. And so Patrice Bergeron, who had a his best year was in 2018, 2019, where he got 79 points, you know, 32 goals, 47 assists. You want to see like a guy like that succeed, and you want to see him win cups. And yeah, he's on my biggest rivalry team, but I like him. I like him as a player. But you're and just I, you're just hoping that. You're just hoping that he signs with the Habs, that French, that francophone connection, right? I mean, he's never going to sign with the Habs. No? No. Why not? Because he's the rivalry. So? It doesn't happen anymore. It's not going to happen. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen. If it does happen, I'll be shocked and in, in, in awe, but I don't think shocked it's going to happen. Shocked and awe. If, any, if anything, like you said, he's probably going to sign with someone who's who's got a chance at winning the cup. I don't think it's going to be Washington with Ovechkin, but whoever is going to be looking as the cup contender, maybe Colorado he might sign with Colorado. Yeah. You know, I don't know. They're always the cup contenders. Yeah. <laughs> but they never quite get there. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon quote, uh, been in the league nine years and I haven't won shit. <laughs> I like that. You actually said that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon doesn't hold it back. My kind of guy. And, uh, Nathan McKinnon, he's a good lad. I think they're going to do well this year. And he's also got a buddy, uh, by the name of Sidney Crosby. Him and Nate, they grew up together in the town of, uh, what was it, Cole Harbor? Cole Harbor, yeah, that's in, right. In uh, New Nova Scotia, New Brunswick? Nova, Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia, right. 
Um, his buddy Sidney Crosby, he had a tough offseason. He had uh, wrist surgery. And this is the same Sidney Crosby who in 2009-2010 got 51 goals, 58 assists for a total of 109 points. <laughs> like, Sid the kid. Yeah. He's Canada's golden boy. Yep. He got the golden goal to win the Olympics. Um, and he had wrist surgery. He's not sure when he's going to come back. That's a big, that's a tough loss for Pittsburgh because mm-hmm. Pittsburgh are kind of, okay, so remember, remember when Chicago went on that tear and they won a bunch of cups and mm-hmm. then the last few years they've been kind of shitty and now they're, they're, they're basically almost done their rebuild and they're starting to look like a team that can probably do something. Considered, yeah, with Seth Jones in, uh, traded yeah. for Bockfist th- and uh, Tate has come back this year. Totally. I see Pittsburgh as being the Chicago Blackhawks of a few years ago. They're a little older, though. But they don't have a lot in the cupboards nope. in terms of prospects. Sid's getting older. He's getting banged up. Um, Malkin's probably not going to stick around for a while. They just lost their Jared McCann, yeah. who actually was a pretty solid player for yeah, them. Former go- Canucks first-round draft their, pick, by the way. goalie, Tristan Jari, is not really proven. Right. You know, they don't really have much on the back end. I think Latang is still there. But they're they're not looking like they got much to talk about these days. So, I mean, I don't think Sid's getting traded. I don't think he's going to wear. He's going to retire as a Penguin. But uh, well, how about this one? Pittsburgh Penguin Sidney Crosby, quote unquote, rooting for Washington Capitals Alex Ovechkin to break goal goal record. Yeah. Well, you know, think about it. Those two were have been rivalries their whole. Well, there's, lives. there's a there's a video of them sitting yeah, right beside each other. They I've got gray it. hair. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like that. I like to see two rivalries yeah. who are only rivals through sport. Yep. They don't have any malice towards each Again, other. Again, all these guys hang out with each other. Yeah. If you think that they're all like like the the outsiders, warriors or whatever, they're all fucking... <laughs> hey, warriors, <laughs> yeah. come out and play. Yeah, if you think they're the... Um, the the the, war- the outsiders was the... Um, the fuck was the two uh, two sides? Uh, the Ponzi's and the whatever. I don't know. Anyways, they had like two mob sides. They were like two little gangs, right? But when you're in the when you're in the world of like ultra competitive sport and there's that money and you you know you only you only hang out with each other anyways, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah, okay, of course on the ice it's all about the cup. It's all about the the game. Yeah. The the points. But you get off the ice and if you see if you see Ovi, if you're Crosby you see Ovi at the fucking nightclub over and talk with them. Yeah. How's it going, man? Yeah. Yeah, good. Good to see you again. Yeah. yeah. How was the game? That was a good game tonight. Good game. Game <laughs> yeah. game good. No, but it's I, like it's nice because they're they're rivalries. That's cool, right? Sport. They're both yeah. act like top players. They're yeah. equally the two best play they're arguably the two best players to play in our era, in our generation. Yeah. And they're both the same age. They're both kind of around the same contracts. It you like to see that. And so what's well, another good thing about guys is like if you have it out with another guy, like you, you scrap. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, both leave it, going, "Hey, man, like, you good? Yeah, I'm good. It's like I'm glad we got that out of our system." And you guys fist pound most of the time. Yeah. Like I've seen uh, road rage incidents where like guys get in a fight, uh-huh. and they know the cops are coming. And the one, uh, the one video. Were you is- the one in the road rage? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was here with you, and you're pretty fucking scary. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've I've torn a spoiler off a, off a couple cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Homer Simpson hanging off the back end of a Porsche, <laughs> just trying to rip a spoiler off. You don't need a jack. I am a jack. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet man. Well, I think I think that's pretty good. So I think we'll we'll call this end of season one. 
We'll call this episode end of season one. Yeah, mid-September here. Yeah, because the season's starting pretty soon. Yep. We'll probably, uh, I think going forward for the pod, we're going to change the name. It's going to be called Coast to Coast Hockey Talk, not Coast to Coast Hockey Podcast. So so listen for that. We're also going to try and be a little more consistent with it. We're looking at once a month. We're going to get together. <laughs> more consistent yeah, is well, once we, a month. <laughs> we didn't do it that consistently last year. We did it like every now and then. Yeah, it was like once a month. <laughs> but it wasn't like that. Yeah. Well, we're going to try and do it once a month, and we're going to try and uh, we got some going to try and line up some some cool guests on again this year. I'm probably going to get Jonathan Jarbo back on to talk about the Senators and what they're doing, and um, our buddy Dave Gallant. He's going to uh, come on at some point and talk about sledge hockey, and uh, you know, and his podcast, The Wheel Life, and his podcast, The Wheel Life. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna. Just gonna take it a bit more, bit more throttle this year. I think we're gonna up, we're gonna up our game a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna take that step forward, aren't we, Al? Yeah. So uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in over the last uh, you, six episodes here. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram uh, at Coast to Coast. Right now, at Coast to Coast Hockey Podcast. I'm gonna be changed to at Coast to Coast Hockey Talk probably. Um, I'm Joe Sulier. With me as always, I'm Al Zawade and. Uh, We'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Be safe. Cheers.